intro. What's up, Gypsy Gang? We are here live from the Verb Classic here in uh, Next Level 101. I'm joined by Daniel Blair. We're in South Carolina. We've got an epic sunset here. Uh, Mother Nature has really turned it on for us for this event. And uh, we're just going to do a little cheeky live podcast while the sun sets. Uh, before romantic. we maybe crush a couple beers after this, potentially. Yeah. Uh, but, mate, we're here at the Verb Classic. And uh, this is... You're like involved in this. You're one of the <laughs> the ownership group, uh, as they say, and uh, you've done an amazing job with the team here. I, I gotta say right off the top, I haven't done much for this event. I'm here to help. When they tell me what to do and where to go, I just do it, but I am not part of the creation of this. That's Eddie Ray and Jessica Patterson who have done an amazing job. I mean, hey, so this is your first time here. I guess what's your overall thoughts of Next Level 101? Just the creation that is still in creation mode because we have a lot of plans, but uh, here we are for now. Dude, it's honestly the dream. Like, so right now we're probably uh, three quarters of the way sort of through the property and we've got like this sort of nice grassy area here, the track's right behind us. And I think it's more like, you can kind of build a good track anywhere, but to have the trees, to have the grass, to have like what you guys have on the property. I think as, as much as the track's amazing, I think as a facility and as a property, like this is a really beautiful place. Yeah, it is. I love it. The Carolinas, I mean, you've been here now for a little bit. The Carolinas are awesome. And I love our facility and, and, and the track works its way in it too and follows the landscape. I, I mean, you can see on the back trees of this place how the track kind of follows. But that was all created. It wasn't like that, but they did a lot of work and moved a lot of earth around to get it this way. So, yeah, the track's cool, but the property does kind of give it that extra cherry on top. And you mentioned Mother Nature. Like, I feel like we really got lucky this year because we did have some rain this week that got into the soil. Um, all of our ponds are filled with water. Last year, we were just hanging on for dear life. It was so dry that we were just like, survive, survive, survive. Where this year... Everything has just come together perfect. The weather's perfect. We got a great group of kids here. Some legends, Chad Reed and yeah. Josh Grant are here. Yeah. So the um, world's fastest mini dads are here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and neither one of them brought their gear or bike, which I yeah, because the kids have too many bikes. They How good have no room, dude. That's the that's like the ultimate. You know, you're done racing. You're like when you when you're not even taking your own bike because you're you're so focused on your kids doing well that you're like, look, you know what? I'm last priority now. When you don't have room for your bike because your kid's third bike yeah. is in the vehicle, yeah. you're out. That's uh, game over. For But it's cool to see them here, and it's cool to see you, too. I do want to start by telling a funny story. Uh-huh. Really funny story. So I went on Gypsy Tales podcast probably two years ago. Yeah. But just through our own communication, naturally, through phone calls and DMs and whatever, like I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Loretta Lynn's, and there you are. And I'm like, oh, what's up? Walk up, give you a hug. And I'm like, I've just I met, just met you. I've never <laughs> met you before until now, which is so weird because I know we've heard each other so many hours. But, yeah. bro, I think we're friends now, like real ones in person. Yeah, I knew, I, I knew we were friends from day one. There's people <laughs> in life where you just kind of like, you know that, oh, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be real good friends. And uh, you're one of those guys. How's it been so far, though? You have, uh, I mean, you're, you're worldwide. You're all over the place. But you've been now in the U.S. for a block of time. How has this trip been overall since you got here? Honestly, living the dream. Like, I, uh, yeah, with everything that happened, like, visa-wise and everything, it was five years out of the U.S. And, uh, 
yeah i don't it's just so strange to feel at home in a place you know like i just there's so many people here that i just have such good relationships with i spent so much time here and uh i don't think i appreciated america as much as i should have at the start but i was kind of in my 20s you know but You're i feel like I've got, yeah i've got a whole <laughs> different lease on life and uh i'm honestly like grateful to be here and it's funny like you know, people are like, ah, oh, they let anyone in America. And I'm like, well, you know what? This place is pretty dope. So that's the reason why so many people are trying to walk here. And then you show up and you show up at the Verb Classic and you're a factory rider. Oh, yeah. A, a, a Orange Brigade KTM comes rolling out for you all prepped and nice on the stand. I lubed the I, chain today. I your did gas tighten tank. my own chain, though. That, oh, you, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was pretty loose. It was loose a little bit. <laughs> but hey, I gave it my all. I'm not a good mechanic. You, but dude, how does it feel to show up? And be riding for KTM this weekend. Well, this is my Loretta's tryout, isn't it? Isn't this my Loretta's tryout for next year? 35 plus? What's the non-pro class again? I mean, I, I I'm just going to put it on you in front of all the I people. I already thought you already had the deal. I didn't know. If you want to try out, that's fine. I was going to move right to the deal, but. We can do that. No, no, no. You brought, you want to try out? Then let's try out. What, what do we have to do tomorrow? Oh, I don't know. If I top five the D class, does that get me? <laughs> can you beat Carson Brown on one of these? <laughs> well, we actually were out there today, so I don't know over five laps, but. Hey, I, what are we on, by the way? I don't even know what we are. We're on history. That's what we're on. We're hey, on. We're on. What year? Have you ever seen that, you know, ancient Where's aliens? Uh, they Earth? dig these things <laughs> up out in the desert. Hey? What? H and aliens, you know, like they oh, always yeah, yeah, find yeah, yeah, like yeah. all the old weird stuff. But I, I want to know where Randy Richardson is because he knows the history. Because I know these are old and legendary, but I, I want to know what legend. I, I seventy seventy seven. I pulled up on Carson today on one of these things and was just following him, and he's like, "Dude, why didn't you why didn't you pass me?" I'm like, "Man, I was having fun watching you what ride did, this." What do you look like on it? Dude, good. And you know the thing is, is that when you have three inches of travel, then you really need to like ride around the bump. So I was like following, <laughs> following his lines, and we we're on some pretty smooth parts of the track. You're, you knew that he had to be more creative than you had to be on, yeah, the, yeah. on, the, on the fresh 2023. Dude, so to get back to your question, it felt pretty damn good to roll up and have a, uh, a, a KTM 250F there, and the track was honestly so fun. Like I've said it a few times on this trip, but the tracks in America are insane. Like, there's a reason why Americans kill it at motocross because, like, there's not one of these in Australia. So, like, you got there's there's tracks like this, especially in the southeast. There's so many great tracks. This would, if you just like pluck this in Australia, it's instantly one of the best no. tracks in Australia. <laughs> and I'm not and I'm not exaggerating. No, so I, to just be able to get out there, ride some gnarly ruts, like straight line right after jump, like. That was real motocross out there today. It was good. And a shout out, of course, to Eddie and crew, Alex. They did a fantastic job on the track. You know, this track's here year round. And, you know, we use it from time to time for different things when the weather is cooperating because it's big. It's long. It covers so much ground. Yeah. Um, what was the lap time today for, like, fast dudes? Do, uh, would you know roughly? I was supposed to do that today, actually. Does I anyone like, know what the lap times were, roughly? Yeah, I had one requirement today, which was to get lap times so they could figure out so laps for tomorrow. And I don't. In public. I didn't do one today. <laughs> so the one requirement they had for me. Yeah, had one job, bro. Um, but no, the track is great. They did an awesome job. And you know this because you wrote it. Um, there was a lot of mix of different soil. There's sand on the property yeah. that we dug out and put. Places. Oh, that's from the property? Oh, no, we mine it out there. We have spots. Really? Oh, yeah. And then we have this, like, recycled paper. There's paper mills around here a lot. So we get this recycled paper that we mix in that holds yeah. the moisture. 
um, mixed with just your, the, all the typical stuff you can kind of mix in. But because we changed the layout, we were able to kind of grab some dirt and like, like throw it up. back on top. Yeah. So it was deep today. I think tomorrow will be more normal because today was super loose, fluffy, and, and it was awesome. I, I think it was yeah. more fun today, but tomorrow might get actually a little ruddier. I the uh, the paper that you guys mix in, you you know when you just see like a shovel full of roost coming at you and you're like, this is going to hurt so bad and it doesn't hurt at all. They're like little spit wads. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but I was just pulling tear-offs just all day because it was literally like getting shovels of, of dirt thrown at you. So uh, what are you racing tomorrow then? Are you are you gonna race my bike or what? Yeah, I think okay, because so. I gotta get gas. We're out of fuel. I gotta. I did notice that. Okay, I'll, I'll take <laughs> I'll take the tank home tonight. But what do you? Uh, what's the, what what are you racing? What's the plan? I don't know. Is there, there's a vet class obviously. How old are you? Thirty five. Thirty five. Thirty five and a lot, baby. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking. Luther's like, I'm twenty five. I'm like, damn, bro, that's. <laughs> I'm forty one now. Oh, but you look good. Feel good. Chad's forty one too. Hey, you're still too. growing. What? You're still growing. Growing? I've been <laughs> shrinking, man, because I feel like there's just been so much damage over the years that it's yeah. just settling in. You've like, just, like, lawn dotted yeah. so yeah. many times. It's yeah. just like... Like, if a building or a company ever does a really bad, like, job construction and the foundation ain't good, it all sinks eventually. I feel like my foundation's broke because I do feel like I'm shrinking <laughs> a little bit every single year. It's probably just my back getting... Yeah. But, uh, no, 41 now, dude. Dude, I, uh, I'll be there. I'll be there at some point. It's coming. So what's your plan now? Like, what, you're, you're here, but, man, you're... You're, like you said, you're living this life right now that's like, where do I want to go? How do I want to do it? Let's roll. So what is, what's now? What's next? What are you doing? So the plan is I'll probably be here for a few more months, try and do some like West Coast Supercross stuff. We've got the studio in California uh, and I'll pr pretty much just be just trying to do shows as much as possible. So whenever people are booked shows, I'll be in California. Whenever people haven't booked shows, I'll be traveling around America killing it you uh you asked me to come back on the show for round two i'm keen whenever yeah. you're ready and whenever you're ready. And what did i tell you soon not ready i did, I did not <laughs> say soon i did not say soon i said your show is like this truth show like and you have this weird way too because I, I didn't know you for a second we, didn't, we literally had never spoke that's one thing people don't realize about the podcast sometime is like people are walking in and i've never spoke to them in my life apart from instagram dms that, well, that's how it was too, yeah. and it, your studio is so sick because you, I mean, obviously you're you're working the globe here. So, to be there in SoCal and be able to look across the screen and see you and know who you are, but not know you at all, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, all right, let's press record. And I don't know if you've got some magic tricks we up call your sleeve, it the but whatever, dude. But you get the truth out. And so <laughs> when you hit me up and said, hey, come on again, I'm like, can't be doing We're that. We're not really yet. in a place for truth at the moment. I, I, I there's some things that I would like to. Just keep on. Just keep on. Just keep, just keep away for right now. So you just have to wait. But soon isn't the answer. But you got to open not long. invite. You got to open invite. So whenever, you, whenever you're ready. When I'm ready. When it's I'm ready. But not yet. So, so who, yes. who have we got here? There was a couple of dudes today that you said were your guys, Orange Brigade boys, that were fully ripping. Yeah. So really, really ripping. And one of them's like six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's 14, but which is six to which, me. Okay, so I've got two of my my riders here uh, on the big bikes. I've got some younger ones too. Anderson Waddell on a 65. He's here as well. Um, but on the big bikes, I've got Luke Fowler and Landon Gibson, and they're they're newly extended riders. Both of them signed long term extensions with me this summer. That's so cool. And it it was really cool for me too because it's 
this sport is it's gnarly at this stage because you're 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 scouting and you're trying to figure it all out and it's it's really really difficult but some kids show you something like yeah. and it, it could be the weirdest scenario that they fought through it, it could be just yeah, the most odd yeah, thing yeah but those two showed me some things right off the just bat character. this year and i said like i i, I want to work with them for a while like you know i want to i want to build a block of time yeah and i want to work with them in that block of time because i know they have what it takes and they're both here and they, these are two of the riders that since i got on the team they seem to go a lot of places where I go too. If I they want to race, they want to race, and they go where I go because I think they want to be at the races. They want to have me there. They want to be with. Yeah. There's a bond that's being built. So here we are at the Verb Classic, and they're both like, "Yeah, we're in. We're coming for sure." And they're out there today, just yeah, super shredding. Cool and um, that good ride. I'm, I'm just I'm super grateful for the kids we do have on the team. These two are very special to me. Their their future is very bright, and um, it's cool that they would come to a race like this. This is. You, you talked about it. this is a vibe race, dude. The pits are dude, going off right now. Yeah. Everyone's having a good time. But to have these two really gnarly kids that are, I mean, on the verge of being pros here going at each other, I, I think it's great. And I, I love to be their manager and be here for these ty these types of moments, you know. Should we start calling it the Vibe Classic <laughs> instead of the, the Verb classic? classic? Everyone will know what we're talking about. I'm like, yeah, it's the vibe race. We gotta go do the vibe race. You notice how they're agreeing, but they're not. You, know, you see that? that <laughs> like, was a, no, that was a really verb, verbmoto.com, yeah. where the vibes. No, live. but that is cool too because again, if you want to have a great race, you gotta put some things together first. You gotta have a good track. The kids, they need to show up and go, man, I like this place. But when it comes to promotion and making the event feel like it's got this thing about it, the vibe. Look at. Keep going. What's up? Oh, I've, oh, Gabby. Oh, questions. Okay. All right, so, so let me finish real quickly. Yeah. You, you, you put the verb guys yeah. and their ability to market and brand and make an event feel like yeah. it, like this one feels. Attach that to a good track. Get some fast kids. Get some legends on the property. And there's your there's your vibe verb classic. vibe classic. Yeah. So shout yeah. out to these guys though. They've done a great job and the, the event's been awesome so far. Oh, a hundred percent. And motocross can get really serious. And it's like, sometimes you could say that's a good thing. Sometimes you could say it gets too serious. But I mean, it's a serious game. We're playing out here like you can get hurt. There's a lot of money that people invest. So I get why it is serious. But it's also pretty nice to come to a, a verb race that has such a sick vibe. And it yeah. kind of just reminds you like why you're doing it at base. Because it's like, that's one of the cool things about like Chad and JG being here. It's like, they race. They reached the highest of the highs, and then what do they want to do? All the seriousness goes away, all the pressure goes away, and they want to park their motorhome at a beautiful track, hang with their friends, and enjoy like motocross, you know? So it's like, it goes full circle. So it's, I think it's really good when you're in the thick of it to remind yourself that this is really fun. Yeah, it's Friday practice day too. Let's see to okay, tomorrow because I bet you fair, the, some fair. of the fun's gonna go away tomorrow and the intensity. I guess because I don't back. race <laughs> yeah. this thing. You're 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 vibing with the Friday because everyone's having a good time. Look at the pit bikes going off. Kids are having a great time. Tomorrow though, with real gate drops, things will get a little more serious. Not Loretta serious, but I guess that's fair. That's a fair point. Yeah. So people are racing for the uh, the crown, the king of the classic. Who would you say is uh, in the running for that? I don't know what is what's the. How do you get? The, how do you win it? What's the rules? What's the stipulation? I mean, I should probably know. What's the What's the rules? We'll bring in Wes. <laughs> Wes, what are the rules? I'm a vibe guy. I don't do the rules. We're going to the best average finisher on the weekend. Okay? Best average. Yeah, best average. So you can add up all your results. Is it like motocross of nations, kind of. 
No, it's it's average, <laughs> all right? So, so you if you go, go one, 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 your average is one. What and if you, you go five, usually five, win five, 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 five? That guy gets it? If that's the best average finish, yeah, but that's never happened. There are, normally, it's like 1 to 1.3 to win the oh, King of the Classic. Oh, I thought you meant just the guy who was the most consistent wherever he was. I thought the kid in 12th could no, just it, rock 12 it, we all add the way up through. Every single result of every single person that's yeah. racing. All right. And then the king or queen, even. So, all right. All right. Uh, yeah, so you got to race two classes a day minimum. Yep. And then we average out your results on the weekend. So we've had a lot of people go 1, 1, 1, 1, 1. And then... And that was oh, super duper easy. And then uh, the years that we've had multiple people do that, then it goes to who raced the most classes. Okay. So then if you race three motos per day, that's the tiebreaker. Third tiebreaker goes to uh, the amount of entries total in, in class. all your classes. Oh, so you better so, win the class with the full gates. Dawson Cobb won it last year, the year before. Clayton Sane, who uh, this, this uh, King of the Classic trophy is now in memory of him. He passed away shortly after winning this at the King of the Classic. So... Ride in peace, yeah. my man. Nice. But uh, beyond this, we have a lot of other cool trophies, including uh, some power and performance awards, higher gun awards, fastest man in Piedmont award. We have uh, the Race Tech Most Shocking Performance Award, $1,500 uh, full suspension setup from Race Tech for the most shocking performance. Wow. A lot, of really, a lot of really cool things. Super smart. Oh, yeah. And I if do. you're a hired gun, you get Instagram uh, fame because we make you Instagram reels and stuff. So it's kind of cool. And you know it's all about the gram. Hey, who does not love clout, baby? <laughs> so we got we got a couple questions here. Uh, will I be at the last race at SMX? I will be. Uh, why is DB not riding at his own event? Nut up, DB, and that is by Darkside MX. Come on, man! Really, right there from 15 <laughs> feet away. Uh, so I'm I'm making a comeback, and I'm riding oh. one day a week. I mean, as far as like I'm gonna be a rider again. Yeah. But I'm on a one week, uh, one day a week thing right now, and I rode Monday. So. So that's. That's it. Seven, seven day. I'm a disciplined turnaround. person. Yep. So I gotta wait till next week. So. You gotta wash the gear. You gotta wash the bike. Like there's a there's a bit that goes on. Well, no, I, and the truth is, is, I really I'm more of a hard pack. Like I don't like ruts and bumps. I like yeah. jumps. Yeah. And the track today was soft and ruddy and bumpy, and it's just that's not my style. I'll ride here on Monday. They'll groom it real nice and smooth. Vet ride, and then I'll be good. Dude, honestly, it was so much fun, eh? Like, I had... How many rides did you, did you do? Four? Four, yeah. Four practices? Yeah. Why didn't we do more practice? We ran out of gas. Told you, the fuel tank ran yeah, out. Yeah, I probably would have run out of gas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're going to bring oh, in what's Chaz? This? What's, it? what's going on here? Yeah, all right. Are we kicking DB off this thing? Or are we keeping him there? I'll just stay in the middle. All right, all right. What's, what's going on, what's Chaz? What's up? Just chilling out. Where's your Getting gear? Getting ready for dinner, and you guys are running long. So Where's your I gear, Chad? Where's my gear? Why, you want to race? No, I just I want you to ride. <laughs> I'm getting a hard time. How come you're not? I felt like we should race. No, what? I've ridden like eight times in eight years, dude. Are you kidding I've me? I've ridden maybe you eight times. You raced World Supercross <laughs> last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, my gear's in the thing because I did a uh, father-son 85 race last weekend. Oh, you want to race on 85s? I'll race you on dude, an 85. I, I, you know what? It's really fun, but I've done it three times, and I've got three seconds, and it's not you that don't, fun. You don't need seconds. your fourth. I weigh 160 pounds, <laughs> I was dude. About I'm to say, five, I'm gonna, five. I'm gonna, next year, I'm going to take it serious. I'm going to go on a diet, get back in race shape. You and, want that career? Yeah, we need it. I'm letting my kid down now. It's the one title Chad hasn't won, <laughs> so he has to win. <laughs> the Verb Classic? No, you raced yeah. this, though, didn't you? What? You raced here, didn't you, a couple yeah. years ago? Yeah, yeah, I won... I don't know. What, I think I just read one class, uh, but yeah, I won two years ago. It was really fun. Track was deep, um, you know, big jumps, stuff like that. So it, we didn't come last year, but the track's changed a lot. 
looks pretty good. Kids are kids are learning and you know getting up to speed. Got to get Tate to send a triple in the back. But same. Yeah. Oh, you're not doing it either. Dude, hey. I was I was kind of in the wrong. <laughs> this is my excuse. I was in the wrong practice. There was I didn't see one person jump it all day. Like there was just people. Hey, so, so Monday. That's my excuse. Monday. I did like the test ride video for this, right? It took it's a me big jump, dude. forever. Hey, I eventually, I, no one was around. I had to go and just go over it like 10 times. I was so scared because I, I don't have the body that can handle any miss. No miss, right? And, it, dude, it's kind of a big landing over there. Like, And then, of course, I'm like, all right, I'm going on the corner before I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So scared up the lip and then did it perfectly clean. And I was like, dude, come on, man. See, it literally took me an hour to do it. Big landing means smooth landing, Daniel. I, Yeah, but... So you're looking, you're, you're thinking about it wrong. You're just thinking big, land on it, it's hard landing. No, big means smooth. All I can think about is it hurts my body when I clean it smooth, yeah. or when I clear it smooth. Imagine if I miss. Well, I was trying to psych myself up and saying, dude, it's just riding, but on air. Like, jumping is just riding on air. It really can't be that more, much more complicated than that, can it? No, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty easy. It's funny because it's like you've been doing it since you're a kid, and... What's funny is it's now it's you have a you know a couple of kids that you're trying to teach and try to give them information and sometimes it's hard to give them the real information because it's just like walking for me you know like it's so weird and and that's what I try to kit am I yo oh yeah we good uh, check 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 Yo, yo. Oh, yeah, yeah and the hard thing is is like when you start to tell Tate and you start or Kaya you start to break it down and you know, the best way you can explain it is it's just like walking, right? Like, if you have to go up those set of stairs, you automatically just know how to do it. Yeah. And when you've been riding since you're three and a half years old, that's kind of how it feels as well. And Because um, sometimes it's actually harder to explain it than it is to go out there and actually sure. do it. Yeah. <laughs> so how is it being Chad Reed, the ex-man, like you were the guy, and you come and you've kind of gone full circle back to local races, and what's it like? to see the improvement in your kids because it's been cool for me to see that in the last couple of years, the levels that the kids have taken. So it's like you've felt all the improvement internally, but now to just go full circle and see it in your kids and to see this patch that they're in right now of like really progressing, it must be pretty cool. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, the sport of motocross and supercross has been my life. Um, but it needs to remain that way, right? Like, the, the choice was mine. I got to do it. I loved it. I lived it. Um, and the biggest thing was is, is allowing the kids the opportunity to make that choice, you know? And, and, you know, my littlest one doesn't really... He loves it. He's really talented. Um, but he doesn't want to race today, you know, and, or last weekend. So we leave the bike in Florida, um, you know, where Tate and Kai are, are really chasing the dream and, and wanting to, you know, to make it to a high level and, and they're willing to put the work in. And as a dad that did this my whole life and, you know, and did it at a very high level for so long, I love it. Like <laughs> I genuinely love it. I enjoy driving the motorhome down the road and going to the races and, you know, and Ellie and I have been doing this for 20 plus years and you know and it's like we kind of went through that small phase of going to the soccer fields and don't get me wrong if my kid tomorrow tells me we're going to go to soccer I'll I'll put up with it and go sit on the <laughs> sidelines but <laughs> if you're going to talk about something that you absolutely love and, and it, it's your everything like I love when my kids do it and I and and I'm lucky that Ellie loves it just as much as I it is and and uh, yeah we we 
ready to do this thing, you know? Like, you're just, at this point, you're just waiting on the progression. Um, you know, if, I always think that you're born, a, <laughs> winners are born, not made. Um, there's only so many things that I can do. Um, I cannot twist the throttle, and you can't make them do something. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they're ch yeah, they're just children, and they have to make that choice. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's just it's one of the things that well for me personally that I love the most about motorcycling, and I think that you're probably going to experience this in like maybe twenty fifteen years. Is like I'm a thirty five year old dude that still rides bikes with my dad you know and like it's not racing it's not motocross trucks like it's changed it's evolved we're doing the adventure rides that we go on and it's like i will never not do that with my dad and it all started exactly what you're saying you know like dad's driving down the freeway and you're in the back sleeping and doing school work and it's like it just creates something that's pretty rad when you do it the right way you know and like now i get to share that with my dad forever yeah and i think the sport you know it's it's tough um, and it teaches you a lot of, I think, mm. a lot of life lessons, you know, and I think that such a small, small percentage make it to the true highest level. Um, and so I think that, again, going back to that, you're, you're, you're born, not made. And I think that uh, you can't just push it. You can push it certain, you know, so far, but at some point you have to have that passion and that, the, the skill set to do it. And, what I love about what Moto does is not everybody's going to make it there, right? Mm. But it, that's okay. Um, it's yeah, about still picking up something. the life yeah. lessons that you get from motorcycle racing and, you know, such a high percentage of the people that you interact with at these kinds of events are just good people, you know? And like I said, I'm 41 and I've been around it for 37 years and and we're still counting and I love it, you know. <laughs> well, I've uh, I've got some gear. We're both sponsored by Alpine Stars. I'm trying to get an Orange Brigade ride for Loretta's. So, uh, I mean, feel free tomorrow to just uh, swing by the tent and uh, let's win this C-Class for me, bro. <laughs> you want me to put the gear on for you? Yeah, just, just put the gear. No one will know. Wear my jersey so there's no read on the back, you know. You have a 250F though, right? Ooh. Yeah. I haven't rode a 250 well, hey, I'm not much of a fan of 250Fs. I, I'm a 450 guy. Well, we've also decided that the gearing, you went the wrong way. You went the wrong way? Yeah, DB your, your went, team the manager went the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, my, my team manager went the wrong way. He's probably not going to sign me now because he's like, this dude's difficult. Yeah. He's so bad <laughs> and he's wanting to change gearing. He's not even jumping the That's jump. now your life where you're like, you're <laughs> acting like everyone's difficult. Yeah, my, my life now is that everything else is wrong, but the rider's not wrong at all. It was, of course, the bike that I provided, right? Uh, so uh, what's the, the – you guys can kind of – go anywhere the decision to uh drive eight hours from florida to come back to this race in particular like what's the criteria for like a, a reed family race our goal as a family is to go to events that that put on quality events with quality racetracks um it's important for me and ellie i think that you come there's corner marshals there's emts um because at the end of the day it's it is dangerous, you know, like you, you have to acknowledge that part of it. Um, but you don't want to be, you know, most good, best motocross tracks in the world are in the middle of nowhere. And so how does the event, uh, you know, facilitate that? And, and, and just the kids going out there and riding safely, a track that gets taken care of and, and, and gets all the, the needs that it's supposed to get. So um, that's, really, that's really us. We, we're, not, uh, we're not chasing the, the KTM contingency yet. <laughs> Yeah, it can't be far away. Hey, oh wait, they're on the hey, radar. Hold up, hold up. Could you imagine the day 
when he's going to call me and be like, Hey, man, my kid's pretty good. Listen, listen, let's start. (laughs) See, you got it all wrong. (laughs) He said, imagine the day that I call him. You're going to be calling me. It's the day I call you. That's what it is, right? You're going to be calling me. Tate, don't get me wrong here. Keep working, kid. Can you you imagine what I'm going to have to deal with with this Moto Dad? Of all the dads I deal with, if this is the one I have to deal with, oh, man. I already have Nick Way. So you're on Nick's. Yeah. Oh, I gotta deal Ellie. with Ellie. That's that's right. I, you're you're fine, right? You're chill. It's I'm mom. I gotta worry about. Bear that you gotta worry <laughs> about. But uh, yeah, right now you're in the honeymoon state, so ah. we'll give you a year or so to to get up to speed. But yeah, he's not even great yet. yeah, not yet, not yet. See, Chad wants me. To, he's like Daniel needs to learn his job and be better at it before we even start the conversation of working together. I gotta get my act together first, then we'll start the conversation. So I need to get in there yeah. a little longer. Mountain Motorsports and KTM do a good job for us, so you might we, you, you might make it <laughs> without having to put up with us. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But uh, I like what Chad says, too. It's This sport's gnarly. I mean, you know that, the investment that's in it. But I think there's other creative ways to do this thing. Everyone kind of hits this, that one lane, wide open, biggest nationals, all in, all in. But the truth is, is and you know this best because you're living it, but... The development starts happening the most in the teenage years, and Tate's hitting that right now. So now it's time to, like, let's go explore. And they're in the RV. Boom, boom, boom. Just getting him experience, and now is the time to go. And I I hope that over time this sport realizes that this doesn't have to be so gnarly at 5, 6, and 7, and 8. You need good experience and then be ready to go and hit it hard when the kids can start doing it for themselves. I know, Chad, you were telling me yesterday how it's him now. He's running this thing, and and you're you're following and – and it's him now, and it's that, that, that's the age, I think, of when this stuff kicks, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think that right now, last year we, we went pretty hard at it. Like, we went and hit all the races. We did the area qualifiers. We hit up a, you know, a regional. Um, and for somebody that loves motorcycle racing as much as I do, I can honestly say the least amount of fun that we had was at the regional. It was horrible. Like, I've never experienced, I've never gone to the Loretta Lynn's thing. And for me, there's, you know, I have to be careful on how I say this. <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of things that, because of who I am and, this, and the direction and where I come from, uh, we have access to a lot of different things. And so for me, it's coming to really quality events like this. Uh, not really focusing on you know one event that I have to go and spend 10 to 15 days at um, you know things like that just finding events and if we end up there we end up there but that isn't it's not the goal Supercross at 16 years old is the goal you know he's 13 and he's got three years to figure it out <laughs> no well hey and figuring it out though is the creation of more opportunities to learn it. Can you, I don't know these details, but what's the deal in Australia? Give me the details on everything that you got going there with the Supercross, because I know it was important to you back when you were racing. I know it's back, but I don't know much past that. So tell me more about what's going on in Australia. So I was really lucky as a kid. At, so at 12 years old, you could ride Supercross. So, you know, American Supercross, as you know it, um, the big show, we were really lucky as, as 12-year-old kids to show up on 80. Actually, there were only 80s back then, um, and we could do it. And so, from 12 to 16, uh, I got to you know be at those events. So basically, 12, 13, I rode 80s, and then 14, 15, I rode 125s, and then at 16, it was actually mandatory that you had to go then professional. 
Um, I think since then, you know, in the last couple of years, it's actually changed back to more of a, an American system. But uh, for the last five or six years, it's basically been uh, missing. You know, like I think that you see uh, a lot of the the level at that amateur level is starting to drop off at Supercross in Australia. And so uh, Ellie and I and the kids got to spend some time there last year. And, and one of the things that we noticed at one of the local races was the grids were just packed. And I was so excited for Australian motocross to see how healthy it was. And I'm like, man, you really got to bring and tap into this youth and start that Supercross build. Um, and so anyway, we're, we're, it's now the, you know, the CR2285CC Cup. Uh, I actually fly down to Australia here in a couple of weeks uh, to do the first race, and then Tate will uh, do the last two races. So we just built a house at James Stewart's property. Um, I can't believe uh, not, it. Not a house, not, not a house. Not a house. We built a supercross track at James's property. So Say that um, one more time, please. So it should be it should be pretty fun and you have a supercross track built at James Stewart's house for Tate, right? <laughs> How in the world did that come up? I mean, whoa! Could you imagine ten years ago if I would have told you, hey, you and James, you're gonna build a track there? It's gonna be for your kid racing supercross. Come on! I mean, five, you know, ten years ago, Haines City was off limits. You know, like you <laughs> yeah. didn't even drive in there. Yeah, it was literally like Tallahassee, don't go, I, I don't even know what Tallahassee looks like, you know, like, because it's like, you just don't go there, it's just Ricky lives there, stay away, you know, bad place, Orlando area, James lives over there, you just stay in your lane and do your thing, go to the airport and fly to the races, so definitely, you know, a lot of water under the bridge, uh, we're good friends, we talk regularly, and um, it's it's funny, you know, like we have, oh, hello, hello, here we go, here we go, oh. probably, I think we're still streaming, there we go, there you go. What's crazy is I, I went over, uh, about a week and a half ago, I went over to, uh, to the property and I was sitting there with Big James to go over a couple of things. And what I love, and you know, I recently just lost my father and uh, it was crazy to me sitting there for three hours with Big James. And it's like the upbringing, like no wonder we fought like brothers, right? Because <laughs> we, we are so alike in the way that our upbringing was, um, you know, how big James operates and runs the family is, is very, you know, similar in a lot of ways to what my family was. And it's, it's pretty cool to come full circle and, and have that respect and, and, and just somebody that you can talk to about that you can't talk to anyone else about things. So mini bikes are back uh, in Australian Supercross. Do so they have a vet class, a, a teenier citizen class? <laughs> You'd be Randy Richardson, best, everybody. Anyway. Randy Richardson. Oh, if they did, I'd be in it. That, that. If you have a 250, because I know you won't ride 250, a 250 vet class, sign me up. I'll go. Arena cross. Let's the do first it. one is and like I'm, our and true. I'm, I'm arena sorry cross. to interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Wes told me to just get in here and act like it was an arena cross regional title and just wrap it up. Wrap it up. That you guys needed just to wrap <laughs> it up and get it moving along. And then Wes, if you could have someone resize this crown, it doesn't fit me exactly right. So by by the weekend, I need it to be like a seven and an eight. Okay. Are Thanks. you thirty-two to one? Thirty-two to fun. Should we bring JJ in real quick? Hey, where is he? Thank you so much, Chad. I'll uh, I'll be there for a coffee in the morning. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Ellie. Yeah, let's the go. The future let's most go. difficult dad on my roster, Chad Reed. Yeah, there he is, the great man himself. Will uh, is Josh Grant still around? The other world's fastest mini dad. JG still around? He's gone. He probably took off. He knew we He's were going to be calling him in here. Oh, you can't. All right, let's. Is this a Loretta Lynch champ right here? It is a Loretta Lynch champ. Dude, that was so sick. What's happening? I walk. 
I walked past the podium right as you won that race, and I was yeah. like, damn, that's cool. So, Lor- hey, Loretta Lynn, here, I'll let you talk to him, but first off, shout out to Loretta Lynn's. I mean, racing that race is brutal. Walking away with the dub, oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah, that was great. It was a ton of years of work for that one. Like, it was a lot, and like I said, it took me five years in the row of trying, of failing and not making it just to the event. So I went my first time in C-Class in 2017, got my feet wet and just had a taste of getting under that tent and just worked way harder just throughout the years. And to be like a champion, it's still surreal to this day. Like it's my dream come true. So I'm just super pumped and grateful and just God is my everything. So I just give it to him and I'm happy with how things are going right now. I'm just gonna keep working. That's awesome. Where, where about are you from? I'm from Baytown, Texas. It's about 20 minutes from downtown Houston. Yeah, okay. Oh, yes, sir. Sweet. And uh, the Texas motor motocross scene is uh, pretty rad, apparently. Oh, yeah. The boys down there, they get they get feisty. They go hard, so it's real good. There's some good training camps down there. And, um, it's just great down there. There's a lot of good tracks, and the weather's real hot and grueling, so it just prepares you for, like, for the heat and anywhere else, and you just feel good. And you're always prepared and if you're training in Texas. The tracks are rough and everything's just a lot harder. Let me ask you, you, you say you spent a couple of years trying to get into the event and then you become a champion there. What do you think in the, I guess the last year has been the biggest thing that's changed for you? Cause that's a big leap in results. Like, so what's been the biggest improvement? Where did it come from? Cause everyone says, oh, I worked really hard. I worked hard, but yeah. worked on what? Like how did you make that big of a leap? My faith with God actually helped a ton, and I got brought to my knees. After 2017, I went into 2018 and didn't make it again after making it the year before, and that just really sent me in tears. So I was like, man, I just got to connect with someone that connects with me and knows me better than I know myself. So got with God and also started training with, with Sean Hackley, and we put a lot of work in, a ton, like extra runs, extra workouts, extra riding, just a little bit extra of everything and just – a lot more focus on the dream and less distractions and it, it really paid off like you know it was just a long road so I just kept going <laughs> that's wild man and then when you cross the finish line you, did you know you had it when you got it like based on the math or was it one of those like waiting to see like how'd that last moto go oh yeah no I went into it and I was three points ahead and I knew how the the points and everything was in so I was going in there I was super tight I knew I wasn't gonna rally my, like myself I was <laughs> so nervous it, like this is gonna be terrible <laughs> yeah I literally I gooned out and pulled all my tear offs like the whole stack on like the first lap oh. so I just had to manage it and I knew where I was sitting at and I ended up winning the championship by I think six or seven points so I crossed the finish line and it was just the biggest sign of relief and I was like wow it was it was just great and the day before, my um, ex-trainer, he's like family to me, Andrew Pierce, he sent me the longest message and told me, just remember the days, you're like the slowest and all that type of stuff. So I went in there and took that to the gate and just took initiative and it came out on top. So when you reach a goal, an accomplishment like that, the big emotional dump, everything, it doesn't take long for a dirt bike racer to go, okay, what's next? So yeah. what's your next goal? I mean, you had a big one, you chased it, you got it. What's the next one? Next goal? is um well we'll focus on this weekend i'm actually super stoked on this weekend it's gonna be a sick event i'm excited and i'm gonna try to go on through ponca and minios and just keep doing keep the ball rolling and my dream and whole is to be the best pro i can be so be a top pro and make a name for myself and make a living out of the sport it's super hard to do but it was super hard to win loretta's and (laughs) (laughs) i believe i can do it so i'm just gonna keep working and just hold my faith in the most high and just go from there I love it. So Jessica Patterson and I, we coach here. I mean, I don't know how it seems like a seems like 20 days a week, right? We're just we're always coaching. 
And and Jess and I, a couple weeks ago, I think it was, we, we realized, like, we never talked to the kids about what they, what are you here for? Like, what do you want? What are you chasing? And so we just kind of, like, had a little mellow talk with the big group and went through each kid. And I was blown away at the goals, like, yeah. top 10 at Minios, top yeah. 20 at Minios. I want to win Loretta's. Uh-huh. And it's awesome when you hear him say that because it's, like, it's realistic. And you're oh, proof yeah. of that. You could t- make a dream years ago and then get there. And Jess and I afterwards were walking back. We're like, we never really talk to them and find out what they actually want. Like, we need to do this more often. Like, what are you working on? Because it's one thing to coach kids and make them better, right, Jess? Sure. But it's a different thing when they have a specific goal. And now we're, like, trying to help them get there. So yeah. um, I like that you had a set goal, a specific goal, oh, yeah. and then went and got it because it, it inspires kids that want to shoot for the stars. And um, so it was just cool experience that we just had a couple weeks ago hearing little kids say what they actually wanted why they were there that day and for sure never asked that and it was we were blown away by it yeah that's i mean it's a lot like to one in a sport i mean it's a very tough and grueling sport day in day out especially you know as you put it in the work and it gets tiring and it's really hard on the body the mind but just the reward to feel your hard work pay off is like the best thing ever so you just can't really get enough of it kind of puts you on a high so just chasing that feeling over and over again and just doing the best you can if you know you did your best you're happy and that makes me happier than anything i've ever tried to do in life so i'm pumped on the sport that was definitely one thing that i because man your face on the podium when you won that motor is like burned into my brain. Like I, I just walked down, like I was kind of walking down to watch some more motors, you know, and like you were up there and there was such like a genuine, like you could feel the happy, that's why I was like stoked when I saw you walk up, you know, cause I was like, man, I literally felt what that kid felt because he was so genuinely happy on that feeling, you know? Yeah, that felt, like I said, it's just, I still get the chills when I think about it. It's been a dream of mine since I was seven. I've worked, wrote in my journal about just making it to Loretta's for years and years just to make it. And then I just started like, you know, why not put down, I'm going to win Loretta's one day. And just day after day, I will win. I will do it. I will do it. With God, I'm, I have everything I need. I can do it. I can. And for it, like I said, for it to finally pay off, it feels so good. And it just keeps me a fire in my belly and just keeps me going every single day just to be better and just be the best version of myself because I know my parents, they put in so much work. So to see them proud really makes me proud. And, man, they work so hard, so I'm just going to give them 110% every day. Yeah, and I think that's one of the cool things about motocross or anything that's that's hard and that really challenges you is that you you get a chance to you overcome something and then it's like that's in your brain then. And then the next time that you come against something hard, whether it's in motocross or whether it's in school or life or whatever it is, like you've achieved something that was at one point borderline impossible, you know? And it's like once you do that one time, that's all you need to do. And that's not in motocross, that's in school, it's in business, it's in relationships, it's in life. So I think that just that experience that you've gone through to achieve something like that that will never leave you, never. whether you, whether it's in motocross or not, you know? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Just gonna carry that feeling throughout life and that hard work that I've learned in the sport, like I said, just waking up the early nights, the, I mean the early mornings, the late nights, you know, just gonna carry that throughout my life and just whatever I do, and just gonna put that work ethic and just know that anything's possible as long as I work hard and you have some belief, it just takes a little bit of faith to do what you wanna do. So 
like I said, that just it feels great. So just gonna carry it out throughout the rest of my life for sure. So cool. How how good was the track today? Dude, the it track was it was man, it was so deep. Yeah. But on a 450, I love it. The deeper, the better. What number are you? I'm number. I'm running number nine here. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Front, that's my Loretta's number, but I'm originally number 700. Yeah. So I'll be running that, like the Ponca, the Minios, and like the Spring Nationals and stuff like that. 700, but number nine here. Yeah. Okay. I definitely saw you ripping today. But yeah, I just was in love with riding. <laughs> I wish that I was. My only complaint with today is I didn't do three practices. That's my I, only hey, negative. I could have went for. Like like five. I was having so. <laughs> I could be riding right now. Yeah, yeah I, I know, right? I wanted to just write myself off, not be able to walk <laughs> back, uh, back into the house. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, the track was meant. The track crew did a great job. And like I said, the deepness, the loam, I really, loam is like my favorite type of dirt. And it kind of reminded me of like the early start of the week at Loretta is how the track was set up, that deepness and stuff like that's that. What, so it felt like home. That's what DB said he wanted. He said, I want this to be a real racetrack. And, yeah. uh, and that's what we got. Well, hey, uh, the sure. sun's setting, and uh, I'm getting excited for tomorrow. DB, thank you so much. Oh, we are we going? One, are we getting one more? We got nice time to meet for you more? guys as well. Hey, congratulations! Was oh, awesome. what JP? All right, all right. No, we ain't got. Hey, thank you. I thought we were wrapping up at sunset. All right, we good. What's happening, dog? What's up? Still on? Here we are. We're still on. What's up, bro? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Hired gun. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, no pressure, but you're the hired gun. So explain that to uh, all the viewers. What is the hired gun? So pretty much you're just like the target, like you're the rider to beat, and you just try to beat them pretty much. Yep. So if you're the hired gun in your class, everyone's after you, you're kind of identified as like, that's the guy, that's the target to beat. And um, there's different ones in different classes, so Austin comes in. How, what would you end up at Loretta's? What was your overalls? Uh, I got eighth and eighth in both. Eighth and eighth, but you had what were your, what were your moto scores again? Uh, nineteen, three, three, and See. four, eleven, thirteen. That nineteen, what was that night? What happened in the nineteen? I was running third, and then my reads went out on like lap two or three, and I just couldn't hit any more jumps at that point. So you need them. You need them. You sure do. But um, so your hired gun here on the one twenty-five. What is your what's your timeline? Because I mean, you, you're riding the bike fantastic. We're right around that point in the career where you make the switch. Everyone kind of does it at a different time, but it's in a window. What's your timeline looking like on a 125 making the move to a four stroke 250? I'm racing 125 until Loretta's next year, but I've been practicing on 250 a good bit. So how's that go back and forth? Uh, I like the 250 a lot, but <laughs> I'm way better on the 125, I think. Really? Yeah, you think racing. it's just more comfortable on it? I'm faster than 250, but like with the competition, I think 125 is better. Nice. So 125 for another year. And how was your day today at the track? It was deep. Like Jaden was just saying, it's freaking 450 was eating that track up. But how was the 125? It was pretty good. It just bogged down very bad. So it wasn't too fun against the 250s, but. Nice. Uh, had fun though? Yeah, I had a lot of fun on the track. So one more year in the 125s. Um, and then we're going for the big dubs next year, right? I mean, if you're going 19 3 3 this year, I mean, that sounds like we're setting up for some one one ones next year. Is that what we're going for? That's the goal. Okay. And where do you where do you ride? What's what's the program like? You at south of the border? I train at south of the border. Nice. How's that been going? It's been going great. Uh, Justin Robbell came in last year, I and saw he helped that. me a lot. Where Where are you from originally? South Carolina. Oh, you are South Carolina. Where Where at though? Uh, Florence. Oh, so you're, so you're not far from there originally, right? Is that? Uh, yeah. My dad owns south of the border. Oh, okay. I'm so stupid. But that's, again, I'm not from these parts. I'm from California. I'm, just, I'm learning. I, I'm, yeah, I'm literally learning everything out here, okay? I, I, 
Ask Jessica. I barely know what's even on the property. Someone will ask me for like power or water. I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know where anything is. So, um, but awesome. But um, congratulations on the success you had this year, and good luck here. It's gonna be a lot of fun to see it. I'm glad you're a hired gun. When I when we were putting this all together, uh, I was excited to see that you were gonna come out. Thank you. So congratulations and uh, good luck the weekend. Thank you. All right. JP Money, get in here. Let's close this thing out with uh, maybe the female. We we got the female goat. We calling her the female goat. Is that what we're doing? Maybe. What's that? Are we calling you the female goat? Yeah, but you said maybe. Yeah, well, maybe. Well, I don't, maybe. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Come like, on now. Come I'm on. I'm trying to. I'm trying to like be humble. I know you're humble. I'll let you, you talk know? to Jess. I talk to Jess like every day. So. I don't need to really talk to him. This is awesome. <laughs> That's what I've got to say about this place. You've done a, you guys, have, as a team, you guys have done a really, really good job. Thank you, yeah. It's been, a, it's never really, I guess, been a dream of mine to have something like this. It kind of just uh, presented itself and, you know, I guess about three years ago we talked about it and it just kind of snowballed from there and then, you know, Daniel got in the picture and then, then uh, the uh, train and everything and it's just been pretty cool, the whole thing. And I mean, I've never imagined, even when I was done racing, that I'd be a promoter or whatever, you know, what you want to call it. But uh, I really enjoy it. And um, I really do enjoy training and stuff with the kids. And especially now Daniel's on board that I appreciate it all. And we've been uh, having a good time. One, uh, one thing that I said when we kind of started this was, it's like, you can kind of make a good track anywhere. But to just have a piece of property like this, the grass is like half an inch long over the entire place. Like it's just, there's a cool breeze, beautiful trees. Like there's just, it feels like there's not a piece of dirt or blade of grass that's out of place here. And I think that as far as motocross tracks go, like I'm starting to get a little bit older, I'm married, I'm gonna have kids. It's like, I wanna bring my family to like a nice place. And it's like this, this is a place I want to keep coming. Yeah, I guess that's why Daniel showed up too, because he, <laughs> he really enjoyed the scenery. But no, it's been, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. A place yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is a lot of work. But I mean, we've, uh, we've done what we need to do, especially when you're going to have a cool event like this. It's like you got to dot the T's, you know, and all that good stuff. You got to do everything and make it perfect. So um, we've had a good time and just... You know, it's been a lot of work to even get the track the way it is. We've done a lot of changes, but uh, you know, we've had uh, we've had a lot of good help and a lot of good people to help uh, support us to get us here. Yeah, you you can't pull off a property like this without really caring. You know, it's yeah. like it's so easy to overlook so many things uh, that you guys do. So, switching gears from from the property itself to what happens here on a daily basis, what's a what's a week in the life of Next Level One Hundred and One? Uh, well, <laughs> too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. So uh, we do a training, full-time training during the mornings, and uh, Daniel and I both. And then also on Tuesday and Thursdays we have afternoon training, more so for kids that go to school or you know whatever it may be that their parents can't bring them. So we give them an opportunity to get a little two-hour session, and um, we actually really like that one a lot. It's really cool to even bring those kids that are just trying to learn and get that base, you know, and. Uh, so we do that every Tuesday and Thursday, but I mean, it, it just kind of all depends on what's going on on the weekends, but you know, we had that grind either Monday, Tuesday and Thursday, Friday or whatever it may be. But um, yeah, it's a full-time deal around here for sure. And so we've got the main track that we're racing on this weekend. There's a second track over there. There's an arena cross track. There's a super cross track and there's a turn track. Yeah. Am I missing anything? Uh, <laughs> 
That's that's what's here, but it changes all the time. Like we did a, we did a Loretta Lynn's camp. It was three weeks. Oh, that was so hard. <laughs> it was so grueling. We were just as tired as the riders, but we were able to create two tracks up top, split them some days, could them put them together, turn track. The cool part about the property is we can change yeah. things all the time. We can connect the two tracks and run a super long. We can take a piece of this one and a piece of that one, and that's the cool part of Eddie Ray, who is just like, get me in the dozer, get like let let me change. He want he just wants to work and throw things together. And let's do this now. Let's do that now. So the property has the ability to do so many things, whatever we want at that moment that there's really no rules. So you're right with what we have, but it can be changed super quick based on what we want to do. And I can just tell you right now, I'm going to embarrass Jessica right now a little bit, but like we are such a dynamic coaching duo. Like oh, we, yeah, we're like, yeah. okay, so I showed up here, moved here, <laughs> didn't even know where the this. track was all the way. <laughs> like, I, oh, there it is. So I went out, met Jessica. Well, not met, I'd known her, but hadn't seen her in a long time. My son starts riding out here, and honestly, it all started because I felt guilty. She's like, yeah, bring your son out. He can ride whenever he wants. And I'm like, okay, but that, that's very nice, but i got to contribute. I want to contribute. So I would tell Jess, hey, let me coach today, or let me jump in and help you. And we learn right away, like, whoa, we're a really we're a good, good combo. Team. Like, yeah. everything that she watches and tells him, that's not the stuff that I would say, but it's complementary to the things that I see and say. So it's almost like the kids are getting two lessons almost at once all the time because she's way more technical on the details of riding and a lot of, like, the physical side. And I'm more of your, like, hey, let's take advantage of this moment. Like, look, come on, you guys, I don't see a full effort here. Like, I'm more, like, inspiration macro yeah. level, and she's more, like, hey, this, those details right there. And then luckily, because I am kind of soft, when things are going a little haywire, she'll come down and like wake up the kids too. Yeah. So it's good because I'm not that way and she'll be the hammer sometimes when I don't have to. So we learned right away, like we're kind of like good doing it together. Like we compliment each other and all the riders like it. And then, you know, we a bunch of dominoes drop. The next thing you know, they welcome me into the facility to be partners with them and be part of this great place that I I mean, I pull in every day on the driveway, and I'm like, I can't even believe it. And um, and we're just getting started. That's the coolest thing is we, again, we complement each other, but we're like, we have this much, like, out ready for this amount of yeah. ideas that are, like, coming together. So it's like we're still in the early infant stages of what we want to be, but look where we're starting. It's insane here. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful, and um, I'll stop embarrassing you now, but we are seriously, like, a great duo, and it's been – every day has been fun to coach. It's fun to coach with somebody – that compliments you and shows up every day and loves it as much as you do. So it's been awesome, Jess. Yeah. And does it ever surprise you? Like sometimes in the sport you could say that the kids are too serious at too young of an age and it's like it's too much. But then is there times where it surprises you just how gnarly a little kid can be? <laughs> you know, where you're just like, yeah, it's, you know, there's like this tiny kid that can barely read yeah. and write, and they are just an animal, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. it's gotta be surprising. Yeah, that's actually a lot of our afternoon stuff is the smaller kids like that, and it's surprising, but even last week, getting some of the kids ready for Charlotte, it was, uh, it kind of really blew Daniel away. I kind of expected a little bit, but um, it is crazy, and I think even kind of what Chad kind of dabbled on earlier is like, now we know it's, it's like the time to, to start the development for that kind of stuff, but it's crazy, too, to see how far advanced they are already themselves and just, I guess, the development of everything, really. But 
it's uh it's kind of crazy to see those little kids out there hitting those jumps it, it was pretty mind-blowing for some of the things but uh it was cool to see too because you could just see the development now is such an early age yeah and and it's like you said before about when you ask the kids like what do you want from this what are your goals and it's like it's so easy to look at a kid and think there's not that much going on in their head, you know? It's like, oh, they're just a kid. But it's like, there's kids that are dealing with fear, they're dealing with pride, they're dealing with ego, they're dealing with competitiveness. They're, there's a lot that's going on. And these kids, it's almost like, if you, if you put weight on them, I mean, they can take it a lot more than what you would expect. Yeah, definitely. They've... Uh they definitely accomplished some pretty good things since, you know, we've been around and seen. And uh, it, it's just, like you said, it's just kind of crazy to see and, and watch the development of it all. So it's really cool. And um, I think, uh, you know, it, the start is now for sure for those kids is to, to get out there and, and get that experience with everything. I think they need to do supercross. They need to do motocross. They need to do arena cross, flat track, whatever it is, get that yeah. all around development. So I think that's very important for kids and especially if they had that dream or whatever, like I said, Dan, me and Daniel one day, we're like, let's just see what these kids are thinking. Let's see what they've got in their mind. Let's see what their goals may be. And it actually was kind of like a, a eye opener, I guess you could say for us. Cause we were like, wow, we kind of didn't really expect it and didn't really, uh, I don't know, I guess you say, tell us everything they really told us. And we were surprised, but it gave us a new respect and like, okay, this is what we need to do. Yeah, and, and I think as well, it's probably worth adding from like my personal perspective. Like I grew up playing football and doing athletics. Like we were more traditional sports. And I still remember some of my coaches from when I was eight, nine years old, you know? Like I think when you're a coach and you're dealing with young kids that have a goal and they're working hard, like you can leave such an imprint on the development of that kid, you know? And it's like, I, you guys probably don't think about it that much, but like, yeah, I'm in my 30s and I still think about stuff that yeah. I went through as a kid with like really good coaches, you know? Yeah, that's where Daniel comes into play. He's the inspirational, motivational one. I kind of like him more of the like grind hard, like I don't take much shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, guys, let's bring our best. We can do this. Reach for the stars and Jess is like, Use your front brake. Last practice, you didn't, y'all were taking yeah. your hand off the front brake. I saw you, don't do that again. Yeah, you, then, I'm taking then, your seat yeah, off. They're, they're like inspired and then afraid because they know that she's watching like a hawk the whole time. So no, they, they get, I think they get the best of both of us again. But Je Jessica's right. She's, um, these kids right now, like I think I'm learning more because she's been around the coaching side longer than I have. I'm learning their potential. She kind of already knew. Like, I was such a baby on the Supercross track with these 65 kids. I was just so scared and careful. And she's like, just they're watch. Good. Just they're watch. Good. And they did. They all started doing it. And I was, like, blown away. And I, she wasn't even phased by it because she's like, you need, to under, you need to understand these kids are better than you think. And I'm just like a, like a soft dad, like, careful, don't want anyone hurt. And these kids are like can I seat bounce that? And yeah. I'm like, what? No. And she's like, let them do it. So it's like, yeah, perfect combo. When I, when I need to be a little push, Jess gives me the push. So that's so good. So, uh, you happy with how the track turned out today? Um, I guess I didn't really see it very much. Oh, uh, you were too busy. I was busy doing all the other stuff, but, um, what I seen and seen the videos, stuff like that. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it was epic. I can attest. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, what I've heard, and the, the only honestly person I've seen is Daniel do a mediocre pace out there. 
for, you know, to kind of do the, oh yeah, super average, my bad. Um, and I don't know, just the flow, I think the new changes, the flow of it all, I, I, me just watching, I really liked it. I actually, um, I rode the Stark on it a couple of laps. I haven't rode in a long, long time, but I took it out there for a few laps and um, it was, uh, I, uh, no, I wore a helmet and boots and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was cool out there actually I, I really liked it I thought the dirt was awesome that's uh, what the stuff I really like just from being from Florida you like that loamy stuff so yeah yeah no it was uh, yeah it was pretty pretty epic out there today and uh, for it made the trip from California to uh, to Greenville more than worth it and it's only day one so yeah, and I honestly think a lot of it happens, and I, I tell other people this, is I think just because of where we've come from, our backgrounds and stuff, and knowing how, you know, you like the track when you're racing. Yeah. You know what you liked and what you should do or changes or whatever it may be. It makes such a big difference, it, Yeah, too. it really does. I think that experience is a big deal. Yeah, no, 100%. Well, uh, I think what that... What do you want? Are we good? Are good? Do you need something? Get in here. What do you, what do you need? We got 10 minutes? Yeah. All right. All right, let's talk to Randy. Sorry. 32 to fun, baby. 32 to fun, always. Randy Richardson, they let you in. Uh, they let me in. Actually, uh, I know you had made some bold statements that I would not be allowed into this event, but let me know. Last night when I got to the gate, late last night, there was a beautiful woman there. Happened to be your mother. And I sweet-talked her and got into this event, and that's why I'm here. Have some fun, buddy. Sweet talk this mom. You gonna let him sweet talk your mama like that? Mama. You like my accent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been in the South so much, man. I love the South, eh? Like, seriously. Oh. It's, it's, it's so good. Are you yeah. from here originally? I do know. You're from Vegas, Arena, whatever. California. California. So I'm, I'm a Northern California, oh, Sacramento area guy who just decided to throw a dart on the map and land in Greenville, South Carolina, and I will never I ain't leave leaving. this place. I ain't leaving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, the, and the cool thing, so me, I'm from this area. I live in a okay. small town, Piedmont, that's like 40 minutes away. And, and Daniel hit me up, what, a year and a half ago and said, hey, I'm looking at that region. Like uh, Justin Brayton told me, yeah, don't move to Charlotte, move to Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, I just... We probably being, shouldn't be saying this on yeah, the internet. That's okay, but uh, <laughs> JB knows what's up. Yeah. So, uh, no, so, so Daniel moved to the area, and thank God, <laughs> thank God he didn't move into Piedmont because the title might be at Challenge, right? So luckily he moved into Greenville. I'm still the fastest man in Piedmont. And we got Carson Brown who's in town, thinks he wants some. He doesn't even know you have to be a resident of the town. So no one tell him. No one tell him you have to be a resident to hold the title. But uh, tomorrow, Carson and I are going to have some great fun out here on these old 75 Husqvarna's that you guys are sitting on. And uh, the Verb Classic is just a great event, right? So for me being local, uh, I've ridden this track so many times when it was under some previous ownership. And, and kudos to Jessica and Eddie and now Daniel with what they've done out here. Uh, the track is prepped amazing, right? And Verb Classic is always fun. Sometimes it's 32 to fun, but it's always fun. And uh, it's a great event. If you're, if you're out in the area, stop by tomorrow, right? And uh, you guys really have taken it to the next level, and I applaud that for sure. Well, uh, Randy, thanks for having us on your podcast, and uh, thanks for having us on your Husqvarna. Hey, honestly, <laughs> honestly, let me tell you this. I, I rode behind you today on yep. these bad boys, too. It was I fun. know. It was it, really fun. And let me tell you this. I admire you oh, and the you, quality man. podcast you put out. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's some, there's some other podcasts out there, <laughs> but yours is phenomenal, and I enjoy it. 
I subscribe to it. I watch it. I like it. I do all that stuff. Whereas the others, I'm aware of them. Uh, <laughs> but you do a phenomenal job on Gypsy Tales. It's an honor to say that I met a gypsy. And right now, I'm going to go have some fun. I'm going to ride some Stasics, ride some amp bikes. I'm going to ride some Gringers. And I'm going to have some fun because that's what the Verb Classic is all about. Well, I don't know that I could have said it much better than that. Thank you to our uh, live audience. Thank you to the Verb Boys for uh, helping us put this on. Thank you to my co-host, DB. Uh, let's main event moto on Sunday. Yeah, main All event right. moto on Sunday night. Live stream, baby. I'll be on uh, main event moto Sunday night live. Thank you all. Love you.